The Influencer's Edge is brought to you by the Rapid Sales Accelerator. If you're ready to skyrocket your sales by 30% or more in just 90 days, then you need to claim your free training right now. You'll learn four words that will compel your prospects to trust you like they were children within the first three to five minutes of any conversation across any platform and any medium. You'll learn how to give your prospects objection amnesia to crush objections like I need to talk to my spouse or I need more time to think it over or it's too expensive. And finally, you'll get a free recorded audio training that will install unbelievable attitudes for success and wipe out any limiting beliefs. So if you'd like to claim your free training now, go to www.paulrossbook.com. Do it before your competition does it now. Welcome to the Influencer's Edge. This is the place where you come to get the latest breakthroughs, cutting edge insights, tools, and techniques to leapfrog over the pack in sales, persuasion, and influence. Be sure you visit our website at www.theinfluencersedge.com. And while you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, tune in, and enjoy today's episode. All right, welcome back to The Influencer's Edge. And today our guest has actually had the distinction, I'm going to pick her brain about it. I'm going to pick your brain, Debbie Allen, about being on the Howard Stern Show. I love Howard Stern, so we'll get there. So Debbie, welcome to the show. Thrilled to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me. I I am all about Influencer's Edge. And we're going to have an edge here today. I like that. All right. So I read the biographies from my iPhone. You have to forgive me because at 25, my eyes are not the way they were at 18. (laughs) So Debbie, Debbie is the world's number one authority on expert positioning. She's an internationally recognized business growth and marketing positioning expert. You've been a professional speaker and a business mentor for over 25 years. You presented before thousands of people in 28 countries. Yeah, I get around. Damn, damn <laughs> I'd like to look at your passport. It's probably yes. oh, it's that- a, it's a no. Eventually, you have to like when it expires, you have to turn that in. But I've kept it, you know, because it's like a souvenir. After a while, <laughs> then cool. you got to start all over with new stamps. Fantastico. She's the best-selling author of ten books. How do you have the discipline to write <laughs> ten books? Let's stop and talk about this. Do you have a do you get up every morning like Stephen King at 5 a.m., have a cup of coffee and write for four hours? How do you have the discipline well, to do it, yeah, I've been in this business for what 27 years as a professional speaker. So the first book was very painful. It was a self-published book that was about hundred pages. It was like birth of my first baby. I said, I'll never do this again. Uh, because I didn't know what I was doing. You know, then it's like you kind of get a system down. And I only write a book when there's a when there's a plan. So, you know, the book has got to you know, develop, you know, a marketing program or something else that I want to do with it to launch a new keynote. There was a, there was a process for each of those that when it was written, uh, a reason to write it. Don't just write a book. Smart, smart. So many people think they're going to make a fortune off yeah. writing books. Now, That's if you're funny. JK Rowling or Rowling, Rowling, right. and she says, you know what? I want to bring Harry Potter back from the dead. Uh, spoilers. I want to bring Harry Potter back. 
I want an advance of $5 million. They'll messenger the check right over to her. But otherwise, it's not a money-making game. <laughs> All right. Best-selling author of 10 books included The Highly Paid Expert, Success, Success, Something Easy. easy. I'm sorry. No, it's like it doesn't even make sense, right? Success is easy because nobody says that. That's why I wrote a book on it. That actually I got with Entrepreneur Magazine. I uh, got a major publisher, my dream major publisher, Entrepreneur Magazine. But again, you know, even when you get that advance, even though it's a big chunk of money, you spend it all on marketing, you know, because you got to get the word out. So um, I've had uh, opportunities where it cost me money to make a book and then actually made money. But again, it goes right back into marketing. You're a smart woman. And expert publishing, she mentors clients from around the globe who want to position themselves for more influence and credibility to, to I'm sorry, monetize from that experience. All right, let's talk about something you said, because I'm just going to skip to it. You talk about shameless self-promotion. Now, speaking to you as someone who is a shameless self-promoter, <laughs> who built a career on shameless self-promoting through free publicity, built a whole business doing that, spent maybe $500. I don't understand why anyone would even be shameful to begin with. So talk about being a shameless self-promoter and what do you think holds people back from being shameless? Yeah, and I think it's a successful shameless self-promoter because there's there's a skill and there's an art to that, right? There's the, the, the ones that do it wrong are shameful. Right. The other ones, shameless, get out there. I think a true entrepreneur, you have to be that way. You have to toot your own horn and shout from the rooftops and let people know what you're doing. Otherwise, nobody's going to else promote you. And I've been an entrepreneur since I was 19 years old. So, so, you know, I've always learned to have such a passion and enthusiasm for what I do. I couldn't wait to, to share it with people, but I always shared it in the service of others. And I think that's the key is like you don't just talk about yourself and promote yourself. It's in the service of others because everything I've been doing since day one, uh, you know, 27 years in the speaking and consulting business, it was to help people be successful, truly from my heart. Um, and so when you connect your head and your heart and come from a place of service with that promotion, it comes in a very giving way. Um, it comes from being able to put yourself out there to help people, whether they're the right market, they want to work with you, then that's up to them. But um, everybody needs to be that, that um you know, the, the promoter. And I, I, again, that, that book came out years ago. I wrote a book called Confessions of Shameless Self-Promoters, which became a self-published book first. And then it went to a major publisher. Um, it went to bestseller, which we're going to talk about that, which um, Howard Stern helped with that. But, uh, you know, even when the publisher of Entrepreneur Magazine came back and said, hey, I heard, I heard your story about, you know, the shameless self-promotion. Can we put that in the subtitle? I don't think it helped the subtitle. I don't think it was the right subtitle for that book. Why not? Um, but again, there were publishers. I, it didn't really fit success as easy. There's a different subtitle I would have put, put with right. that. But I, it, it the, told me what, I wanted to do a whole chapter on it and bring it back. And so that that's in that book. Yeah. What would you have put as a subtitle if you have it at the tip of your tongue? If not, that's fine too. No, basically it's like, why did nobody tell you that success actually can be easy? Why do we have to learn? Why do we have to learn it the hard way? Do you, you know, really think no. that belief? Now, one of the things I like to do is push back on my, it makes for an interesting podcast. So let me push back. 
the idea that sex, excuse me, oh my God, look what's on my mind. Right. Success. Success. <laughs> yeah. If sex is easy. Well, well, it depends uh, on who you're not at my age, it's not. <laughs> go in lots of directions. <laughs> my face is red. It's Steve Martin. It is. Look at that. That's funny. I, I always have a red. This is just my natural coloring. So a lot of, I think success takes a lot of work you can't just be a lazy ass you have to be devoted you have to have your goal in mind you have to be able to take a lot of lumps a lot right. of bumps and you have to pull yourself up so i was saying to a dear friend of mine it's like a sister i said if you want a steady paycheck if you want to always know what's around the corner don't become an entrepreneur exactly. so in what sense is it easy well, it's even like shameless self-promotion. Most people don't like the concept of it. So you have to be speaking on things that people do push back on, that do turn people's heads. That was the whole idea of that book, was that that concept. And I believe it is. it can be easy because I started every business with little or no idea on how to do the business. But I found mentors that helped me, and I, I was very coachable. And so you find people that are already doing something very successful. You follow right. them, they're going to go much, much faster. So I've been able to turn any business I ever started on a dime, just you know, be able to turn it and be successful on it. And then even when I bought my clothing store when I was 30 years old, I bought a business that lost money for six years, never worked a day in retail. Everybody said, you're crazy. I had all these dream stealers. They were probably right. It probably was crazy. But I found, a group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and back then it's like you didn't really find mentors, but I found a group of people that were in, called Fashion Alliance. And we, uh, there was 12 of us. And we met every every month uh, and shared all the marketing ideas, shared a buying office in New York. I mean, it was like the biggest game changer in my life to find these mentors. Um, and so I believe that it can be easy if you fall, if you, you can't do it by yourself. So figure that out. Yeah, the, the work goes with it. But if we're passionate about what we want to learn and do, I don't even consider it work. I mean, because I, I think work is when you're not having any fun anymore and so i always believe that when something's not fun anymore i'm not going to do it let me let me reinvent something else let me come up with another challenge you know to turn it around um so i think a lot of it is a mindset and the first couple chapters of that book are all about mindset get out of that belief that things are hard get out of that belief that people tell you you can't do something and so it's really trying to break people's mindset and their their thoughts around success uh from the beginning because you know people are afraid of success as much as they are a, a, a fear of failure Holy true. Speak yeah. into that. And first of all, one, let me put a pin in that because it's a brilliant point, but let me return to something. Finding mentors. This is so true. If I can speak into it and, and say, yes, I support you in that. Not that you need it. You're extraordinarily confident human. I can tell based on experience, not delusionally confident, but through a track record. Because I've had a lot of mentors that were confident. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. yeah. I just want to say, I would not be in business if it weren't for two mentors Richard Bandler, who co-created NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, mm -hmm. which has been my discipline. And then the guy who taught me how to write copy, Gary Halpert. Without those mentors, thank God I met them. Otherwise, I would be nowhere. I'd still be working as a paralegal for 20 bucks an hour. So yeah, how how did you go about finding these mentors? Were they just plopped mm -hmm. in your path or did you actively search or... 
Yeah, well, you know, when I started my, I left the family business. I bought into the family business. So I was 19. It was a car rental business. Uh, we went from five cars to 250 cars. We were the first in Northwest Indiana to start mini storage business. Uh, sold that to a major company called Public Storage. That was all before 30. And so I was just looking for that next opportunity. So I was thrown into business in my 20s, just like a really hard business, really hard. Um, and But I'm, I'm really thankful because I learned you know, I learned business from the school of hard knocks, like you guys make it work, figure it out. Um, and that was the best lesson, I think, uh, you know, learning from that. But then I looked for the next opportunity to own a business because I wasn't going to get a job. I never applied for a job in my life. It terrifies me. Um, so that's when I bought that that clothing store. My mother had it. And it was kind of like a hobby business for her. Right. Um, but uh, I actually went to the apparel show in Chicago and uh you know, ask my sales reps if I could work their booth. And I said, because I want to work the booth, I'll help you. But I also want to pick the brain of your most successful retailers. So would you introduce me to them when they come by? And and from that, I got invited to that dinner, uh, that mastermind dinner that they had. Um, and then even just six months into the business with no experience, they invited me to join them. And everybody in that group had 15 to 30 years experience. And I was like, why would you want me? Like, you know, because they said, I, I, we can see your vision. We can see you're going to be successful and you'll motivate us to keep going because we've been in the business a long time. It's like, that was a game changer. So building and selling multiple retail stores. Then I got into the speaking business because I saw people weren't helping independent small businesses be successful. They were just selling them things, but they weren't doing seminars back then. Uh, and so I said, oh, okay. I told my when was this, Debbie? How would you say back then? When was 27 it? years ago. Yeah. Started my speaking career by doing one free speaking engagement, got paid ever since. Um, and it was in the big show in Vegas. And I said, uh, oh, man, no, why is nobody teaching people? And then my sales rep went, you could teach that. You took that business from 100,000 to two and a half million in two years. I mean, you got a lot of things you could teach. I'm like, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. Right. So he calls over his friend who's running the show. And next thing I know, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a seminar. Right. But I, I said, yeah, I'm going to prove that you need seminars. I'm going to fill the room, standing room only. <laughs> Paul, have you ever said something where you're like, why the hell did I say that? I oh, do that. <laughs> we can we can swear in this show all the fucking. <laughs> oh, my God. And then you're like, I got to figure that out. But mm -hmm. I. Mm -hmm. figure out how to fill an event in Vegas in the morning when people want to go partying, you know, and, and I did. I told all my sales reps, be there. I'll promote you. Um, I was passing out flyers on the shuttle bus and it was standing room only. And I had never done a seminar in my life. I mean, if you want something bad enough and your passion is beyond you, which for me, it was just, yeah, I'd like to launch that business, but I didn't know anything about the speaking business. Uh, I launched it. And then part of my deal with them was you're going to bring me back and you're going to pay me next time. And you're going to refer me yeah. to three other places that can book me and that's that's how you I know what I love can I just say something I love about you <laughs> not that you don't care what I love and what I don't you're extremely <laughs> intrepid and you don't wait to figure it out before you make no. your move you figure <laughs> it out as you go which is uh, my niece is an incredibly successful entrepreneur you may have heard of her Vanessa Van Edwards I don't know if you know I Vanessa know or not anyway Van I said Vanessa how did you figure this out she said trial and error necessity she right. said necessity and i think that's Bible so, sometimes. Uh, i'd stuck a pen in something now i'm going to unstick it and ask you about something else as far as success uh is easy one of the most difficult things i have found in, in coaching and mentoring people is the ability to make good decisions now i get it you move forward before you figured things out 
but still, I think to be successful, and we're going to get to the rest of the, I promise you, we'll get to being shameless and, and et cetera, et cetera, and some of the other great interview questions and expert positioning. I want to get to that. Uh, but how does the role of making great decisions play into the fact that you didn't wait before you just launched yourself into business? How did you know you were making a good, a really good decision? Well, I, I really think I learned that skill in my 20s. I'm thankful for, thankful for that, you know, that I learned that skill. Uh, it was like sometimes you just make the wrong decisions, but you got to make really quick decisions as an entrepreneur. And again, when you make mistakes, they're just lessons and you go another direction. But I'd rather Pivot. fail forward faster than and move than figure it out, you know, uh, or back off thinking they don't understand it or why did I think right. that was going to work? I don't think I ever doubted myself just because I knew my value. And I think that's really a key. And that's kind of where it's going to lead into when we talk about expert, when I teach people to be experts is because really trusting the value and the knowledge that you have, that you can help a lot of people um, and, and really owning that value. And, and let's jump in. Let's jump right into that. So in a market, in, in a world that I say is orbiting around the dark star of ADDHD, overstimulation and narcissism. How does someone in a in a market that is saturated, like self-help or whatever it is, how does someone in a market that's utterly saturated stand out, position themselves as an expert? Is that a matter of niching down really small? Is that a matter of doing something in your messaging? How do they do that? Give us at well, least one a little or two. bit of both. You know, it's really niching down. What is your brilliance? What is your gift? Knowing what that gift is. You know, I'm become a business uh, intuitive. I'm very good at. No, you can ask me anything about the speaking business, the event business, um, anything around that kind of thing. Expert business. I'm gonna have an answer for it. Like I have been doing it for so long, and um, so I realized that when I was helping people just with their marketing, that was just too generic. A business and brand strategist. What does that do? But if I can help people people to position themselves at a higher level, teach them the skills of speaking and how to speak and sell to get clients. Now they can launch quickly, right? So, and then really get that honed in message. And that's what I help them do is not only hone in that message, the business name where it's getting keyword rich domination on social media, and then honing in on that five to 15 words that says, here's exactly what I do. Here's my outcome. Most people can talk. You ever do a networking event, Paul? They just talk, 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 and you, they don't they even let you talk. And then you're like, I have no idea what they do. I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So be really, really clear on the message, really, really clear on the ROI. What is that delivery that you offer um, right. and why you're different than all of the rest of the self-help gurus out there. Uh, and why? Because of what you went through, your experience, how you deliver it to people, you know, sharing your case studies of people before and after stories uh, in your message. There's there's so many pieces of that puzzle, but it really starts with the foundation of going back to your marketing and how you position yourself. Uh, makes sense. My new book, Expert Positioning, right? Uh, what was the name of it? I missed it. Expert positioning. I'm sorry. One more time. <laughs> I wanted to show you a copy, right? Yeah, put it Expert. right up to the camera. I That's like That's exactly what it is. And and in the subtitle is actually on the top because people don't I know what. Expect an autographed copy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You will. Okay. And so innovative marketing strategies that create instant credibility and trust to gain high-paying clients and more sales with ease. Who doesn't want that? The subtitle tells you everything. You know where. 
Well, I've got mine. Subtle words that sell. Here comes the subtitle. How to get your prospects to convince themselves to buy and Love add it. top dollars to your bottom line. Love so it. that's my t- secret sauce. You're because not- we're mar- yeah, because we're marketing people. We know copy. But again, that's that's the thing is how you word things that people can and how you communicate um, through your words, your messaging, your online, your you know, when you're speaking, everything has got to fit into that that path. I say pick a lane, stay in that lane. You know, whatever it is that you own. I was just having a discussion with the person who cleans my home. Poor, <laughs> what a champion she is to take on that task. <laughs> but I was just, she said, I really love that book, The Power of Now, called by Eckhart Tolle. Have you heard about it? I said, yeah. yeah. What if you had called it tapping into your true self through the power of meditation? Would that have sold? She said, no. No, as a matter of fact, I probably never would have bought it. I said, exactly. The power of now sums it all up. The power of now in four words. So I I love this. Um, so if you somebody had you say, how can I compete with that? I really speak on the power of now. Well, I have a client and his whole, he created a magazine. So he stands out as a speaker because he's got his own magazine that's called Moments Matter. And he was in the plane crash. Oh. That's great. That that right there, that should be the book, right? And that he was in a plane crash uh, in the Hudson. Is you know, the, the, the movie about Scully, you heard that everybody survived, yeah. right? Yeah, right. And um, and so he tells his story and his message. And But then he had to pull lessons out of that. It was like his, his speech couldn't be the story. It's the lessons he learned through that plane crash and then surviving that. Did you help him? distill those lessons out is that part of what you do or is that was that yeah he's a newer client so i have i'm just now helping him to take his paid speaking business to speaking to sell because not every time he's going to get paid or pay the full amount he has no he's a brilliant keynoter does a great job got the magazine position as an expert he has no idea how to speak and sell and get mentoring and the reason he needs that is professional speakers cannot be a one-trick pony otherwise they become a road warrior. I mean, I, when I did 28 countries, that was three years, like three-year world tour. Like couldn't I, do could, it. I couldn't do that now, but I could, but I don't want to do that now. Been there, done that at a younger age when it was easier. <laughs> but now we have Zoom. We have, you know, we I have clients all over the world and we just get on online instead. You're very adaptable. I love that. Now let's get to the most fascinating thing for me. I love Howard Stern. Whenever I drive, very seldom listen to music. It's Howard, Howard, Howard all the way. First wow. of all, how the hell? That's how I got on your show. Just like throwing that little bomb out there. Hey. No, no well, it helped. <laughs> how the hell did you get booked on that show since he's got celebrities? How did you sneak your way into that show? Yeah, and I was on the show when, um, you know, it was hard harder to get on the radio shows because, again, I wasn't known um, I had just come out with the book Confessions of Shameless Self Promoters. Back then, uh, Steve Harrison had a magazine. That was Radio TV interview report. Yes. yes. We've been around a while. We know this stuff. Oh, that's how I got on all my talk shows. Okay. Yeah. So you get it, right? So I didn't know. I'd never been on a radio show before. So I knew somebody that wrote a book 
um, similar to the title of mine was 101 ways to promote yourself. And I saw that she had an ad in there. I said, well, Raleigh, you know, uh, has that worked for you? And she goes, yeah, it's worked really well. She said, but let them write the copy. I know you're a marketer. Let them write the copy. Just do a half page ad and do it for three months. And you're going to get lots of radio shows, especially with your topic confessions, right? They love that. Um, so I started getting all these calls and uh, the thing I didn't like about the ad was called the title was called this guest can make anybody shamelessly famous. I'm like oh, famous. That, that wasn't a word I wanted to use, but I let it go. So then I get a call from Casey Armstrong. He's got this deep voice and he's the producer of the Howard Stern show. And he's like, we want you to be on the show. And I'm like, yeah, well, what friend is joking around with me? And, um, and I said, well, Howard's going to beat me up. That's like, that show should be called Get the Guest. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. You know, we heard about your book and, and, and he's shameless and he's going to really enjoy this conversation with you. And I'm like, okay, fine. So it's going to be like a month, a month and a half out before I do the show. And one of the people in my book, because I get a mentor for everything, he was on the Howard Stern show. And he told me this when I interviewed him to be in my book, Confessions of shameless self-promoters. And he said, I was on the Howard Stern show, went for like an hour and a half. It was about a car accident and male nurses. And you don't want to know where that goes. But here's the advice I'm going to give you. You got to be sassy. You got to come back at him. And you don't want more than five minutes. Those are the things. So I called him. I said, can I call you every single week for, um, you know, until the show and every Monday at this time or whatever. And he goes, yeah, sure. Okay. And then I said, okay, yes. So, okay, say this. And so we just role played it, right? And so every time Howard would say something, then I would find like a little quick thing to come back at him because it is like get the guest. There was there's three people. Not on anymore, it. I should say. In Howard's defense, he's his whole thing now is putting them on his psychiatrist couch and getting them comfortable enough to confess things. But please continue. Yeah, back then it was, you know, yeah, I'm sure. oh yeah. Yeah. Writing the Sibian and yeah. Yeah, because I mean my whole goal was keep my clothes on and professionalism intact. That's that's <laughs> what it was back then. And, <laughs> and so uh he says uh, he goes, well, you know, I had kept saying books and they kept let me getting- pause one moment. I'm so sorry. Please continue. Okay, so he's, you know, he's, I was sending these books and they, they kept getting lost because everybody wanted that book, Confessions, right? So um, so Howard gets on there and he goes right to that topic with the ad. He goes, says here, this guest can make anybody shamelessly famous. He said, I've never even heard of you before. I said, Howard, I'm on your show, aren't I? <laughs> Check one for me, right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I believe everybody should be shameless, but I'm not shameless like that. I don't have t shirts and bugs like, like yeah, I'm not pushy like all that kind of stuff. I said, Howard, you are shamelessly famous. You're the one that's been shamelessly successful. And let me tell you why, because you're such a good marketer. And I saw your movie Private Parts. So I, I did my homework, right? And I said, you, you had a wife, you had a baby on the way, you kept getting fired from job after job after job. And you, held true to your word, whether people like that or not, you were your own person. And that's why you are who you are today. And I could just, you know, feel him like his ego is getting big, like his hell, I could hear his head swelling up. Right. And <laughs> now I got to slap him down. Cause that's what my coach said, slap down now. And I said, but what I don't respect for you, Howard, is that you degrade women on your show. And it was like crickets. And, and then he turned it around. And he goes, hey, well, tell me some fun stories from the book. Like he respected me because I yeah. slapped him down. Right. Because, you know, yeah. you can't you can't be weak. That's balls. Right? Especially <laughs> That's back true. then. 
Oh, because I got, what do I have to lose? I got four and a half minutes. I don't care. It's going to be a story. I'm a speaker. I can say whatever. You know, it's like, that was it. Yeah. I didn't expect any more than that. It's like, in fact, he says, I don't promote books. He said, I'm not like Oprah's book of the month club. He yeah. said, but I believe that everybody should be a little shameless and I'm going to promote this book. And he promoted the book. You probably got sales to the roof. Oh my God. Amazon bestseller in one hour, like the easiest ever, right? It was crazy. But I didn't even know that was possible. You know, I was just on there for like a story, <laughs> just like I was on Howard Stern, Jack, right? But it was about how to turn an interview um, that was a different than a regular interview around in a way that actually worked for me that, again, he he promoted it. So the power of the media, whether it's, you know, a, you, you like what he has to say or not, I was going to be honest with him. Like, hey, I like your edgy stuff. I like that you speak your mind. Anybody that speaks their mind says it like it is. I respect that. But I'm also going to tell you what I don't respect because I didn't respect that he degrades women. You know, he doesn't do it as much as he used to. But that was his whole show was that was what it was about back then. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. You have been an amazing guest, an absolutely fantastical. Is that my, really a word? No. I like that word. Let's use it. Fantastic. Fantastic and wonderful. You've been a fantastic guest. I know. 100% know that my viewers and listeners, my audience, is going to want to stay in the conversation with you. So how they do that, and we'll also put the link in the podcast notes, but how do they, how do, they do that? I'm going to send them to a gift page. It's called expertpositioningsuccess.com expertpositioningsuccess.com. Um, there, they're going to see a 30-minute video of how I've actually used that my expertise and speaking to create multiple income streams. Um, I have probably 10 different income streams, but they're all around the same clientele, the same target market. And so I'm going to walk you through all of that. And then there's an action guide you could download. And then it takes you through all the steps to kind of uh, start an expert business and a one-page business plan. Say, this is how much money I want to make as an expert. Here's all the ways I can make money from those income streams um, and put it all together. So that's all there for you. It's a $200 value. It's absolutely free. Um, and so go grab it. That's if you're- that's a no brainer to me. To right. All of us have a level of expertise. We're just not monetizing from it. So I'm just showing you how to monetize the money. You're just sitting on a gold mine that, especially now with where so many people are online, so many opportunities to share your expertise online and make money from it. I agree. Stay on with me for a minute because I want to chat with you just for a minute. How about the Influencer's Edge? Don't we bring you the best guests in the world? We'll see you next time on The Influencer's Edge. Thank you. And thank you, Debbie. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Paul. Sure. The Influencer's Edge is brought to you by the Rapid Sales Accelerator. If you're ready to skyrocket your sales by 30% or more in just 90 days, then you need to claim your free training right now. You'll learn four words that will compel your prospects to trust you like they were children within the first three to five minutes of any conversation across any platform in any medium. You'll learn how to give your prospects objection amnesia to crush objections like I need to talk to my spouse or I need more time to think it over or it's too expensive. And finally, you'll get a free recorded audio training that will install unbelievable attitudes for success and wipe out any limiting beliefs. So. If you'd like to claim your free training now, 
go to www.paulrossbook.com. Do it before your competition does it now. Thank you for tuning in to the Influencer's Edge, where you get the latest breakthroughs, cutting edge insights, tools, and techniques so you can leapfrog over the pack at sales, influence, and persuasion. Remember to visit our website at www.theinfluencersedge.com to enjoy even more great episodes like this one. We look forward to seeing you again on the Influencers Edge Show. Mm-hmm.